You're done, you're done. This is 100% you. I have one goal. I think you need more sidechain on that top base. Oh wow. wow. Then I can spoil one thing that is quite inspiring. Welcome, Case, to the first ever podcast Dang. episode. I'm just curious, like for those who don't know you, like we, um, because there are also people listening uh, to mm. this podcast, they they maybe don't even know Revealed or they don't know uh, you as an artist. Mm. Um, can you tell me a little bit uh, about uh, about yourself and um, how you started and where your name is coming from and that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I, I found house music. Um, a friend of mine showed it to me when I was 15-ish, somewhere there. Got instantly hooked. I think it was like some Debbie Gadda music I heard. And um, uh, went to the closest music store in my hometown, bought like this very tiny mixer board. It was like a new market. Like it wasn't bigger than this little mixer board. You know, you can like, you can change music with your point fingers, you know? And I did that in my bedroom. And then I wanted so bad to become a DJ that my mom got me this DJ show. I got to DJ like, couple times a month in a hamburger bar. People sitting in the bars, eating burgers, and in one corner I was standing trying to, you know, entertainment. And like, they, they, they obviously didn't give a crap about me. You know, like, they, they, they just wanted their burgers and I was trying to rave, you know, so it didn't work. And then uh, I, I needed to step up and go into an actual kind of, some form of club. Mm. Um, so I got this, um, uh, uh, club like on the other side of the street. And this was not in my hometown. This was like a, in a, another smaller town outside my hometown. Um, that was um, a very like, you know, those type of clubs that is very um, uh, focusing on both straight and homosexual people, you know, and, and all that coming together. So you need to, as a DJ, I needed to mix straight music with music that maybe homosexual uh, homosexual people would like, you know? So I, I, it was like a big karaoke kind of thing, you know? Were you playing music from ABBA? Yeah, YMCA? No, it, it, was, it was village people. YMCA, really? Yeah, ABBA. And then, you know, like I tried... Early disco. Early disco, Earth, Wind & Fire. Like, I love that music though, but like I needed to play a little bit extra of that. And then in between, I tried to throw in some yeah. Tiesto, you know? <laughs> So when you got the crowd going, you were playing your, the music you actually Yeah, like, I can only play a couple. Then I had to go back yeah. to... I, I think that that's how you learn to adjust to it, a crowd. True. It's, it's I, a very important... Uh, yeah, I did learn a lot, you know, jumping from BPMs to, to everything because of that, you know? Yeah. That, that's... Uh, and, and the producing uh, career, like, uh, how did you start that? Like, what was your first software? Or like, how did you get the first... That came, uh, yeah, that came right, like, hand in hand. So as soon as I got the... Um, club club show I instantly felt like okay I need to start making music you know it's too fun uh, too many type of songs that I would like to try to make myself you know uh, so it really came natural were you were you already making music before that like in a different genre mm, well I, I went to music school because ah. my dad is a musician so, so you play everything I, I started playing first the drums the piano and guitar Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I got my first drum kit uh, when I was three, I think. Oh wow! And then yeah, yeah, and the um, same thing with the pictures from from the album and stuff. That's like there's other pictures from that where the drum kit is in the background and stuff. So yeah, I grew up with that, but 
it has nothing to do with it. It was pure rock and roll and pop music I was trying to do. And your father was a known uh, rock artist in Sweden, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so you were touring. Uh, you were touring with him. Yeah, you know, like he he had a, a quite successful rock band. You know, um, especially before before he got me. You know, he still makes music, but like a lot of times I had to skip preschool or kindergarten. Maybe you call it kindergarten, but um, and I went on tour with him. He had a big, big vintage rock bus, and yeah, he put me in a guitar case and took me on tour. How old was you, uh, were you then? Yeah, four, three, four, really? all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was your first um, like experience with the music industry as a on a professional level? Like, what what was the first email you sent, or oh. the first signing, or how did, who was the first person you ever met outside your family circle? Or? Yeah. So uh, before I created the name Case, I I, I went by my real name, Mick Asenholt, as a DJ. I tried to take my career to the next level. I've been producing for a couple of years. I remember I was like, you know, I'm going to move up to Stockholm, try to do connections, try to get something, you know? Uh, and I, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to afford it. You know, it's crazy expensive in Stockholm mm -hmm. compared to my hometown. And, uh, but I did move up. Uh, I got a Sony music contract. Oh really? Uh, yeah, wow. yeah. I had a, I was signed to Sony music. What age, what age was it? Um, so I was, 20, oh. around 20. Yeah, 20 hours. You're making like uh, dance music. Yeah, right? it was, yeah, it was dance, was dance music. music. Yeah, it was. This, this was by your real name. Yeah, by me, Casanova. So we can look that up. Yes, the, the songs are still on Spotify, but I, I wouldn't suggest listening to them. How do they compare to what you're doing now? Uh, well, to be fair, like maybe some of them you can hear, maybe something yeah. similar, you know, um, if we're going to be honest, but... But obviously the quality is not there, yeah. you know. Um, especially, you know, like kids today, compared to when I was a kid, is, uh, you know, you have you had so much less tools to work with back then. You know, you had to learn everything yourself and obviously the quality. And like, if you had a good beat, that was a lot of times enough, mm -hmm. you know. But now you need the quality, you need the technical things, you know. And, you know, so kids are learning way faster than I did, you know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I was signed to Sony. I had a couple of releases there and it ended up not working out um, based on money. You know, I couldn't afford living in Stockholm. And then when I felt like everything was like, ah, oh, what am I going to do? Like, am I back to square one? I got an email from, from Tiesto. So that was my first kind of real uh, happening in my career. What year was this? Um, yeah, I would say I got in touch with him 2000, between 2012 and 2013. Okay. Oh. Somewhere there. There was pre, let's say EDM was like, was about to blow up. Yeah, it was right there. It was really, in that, I remember I was stressing so much about it because it was blowing up so much. Mm. You know, I remember Avicii had his levels then and so it was like really, and I was like, I want to be on that wave, you know? Yeah. And, and then, yeah, I managed to make a song with Yesto. Um, he invited me to Vegas where I met my wife later. And uh, and that was yeah that that was and, the, the and uh, a lot of not a lot of people know this but you actually have a a, a song in Vegas yeah um, a Bellagio fountain yeah so yeah. that's pretty pretty cool because that's like how I many there are like so many people going there yeah, each yeah year. it's like, absolutely crazy first I didn't really really realize what what <laughs> it was but like then I went and and, and I bumped into that I I lived in Vegas you know and um, when I met my wife and. Uh, 
every time I went by Bellagio Fountain, all of a sudden, like I could get like the, like, the, like just lucky and the, boom, my song comes on with this big fountain and it's just explosions. Wow. And it's like, that's my song, you know? Right. And like, <laughs> yeah, and, it's my song. Yeah. And they, Random right, people like a tourist. It's an absolutely insane feeling. And then, especially if you think about it, you're like, I was, that was my, I said like nothing had happened ever in my mm. career before that. I had a hamburger bar, you know, and a metrosexual nightclub that I play YMCA at. That was, that was like my experience, you know? So for me to go from that to, to something like that. To having it, your own fountain. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Then sure, you know, it was many years in between. You know, my, my road is very long, you know? I've been producing for 16 years now. You know, it's, it's absolutely insane. But like, that was, even though it took a long time for me, like from, to, to look back, it's absolutely insane. And it's still, it's still being played in Bellagio. What was the uh, highlight? Like other highlights after that, like how was your like? If you go through all the years, 2013, 14, 15. Well, yeah, the highlight then was the song I made with Tiesto called Rocky. Mm-hmm. Was on his album, uh, so that was the highlight of that time. Uh, after that, I I had another moment. I took a step back. Was trying to figure shit out, and uh, you also between the countries, like between countries, yeah. home in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, struggling with having, you know, your girlfriend on the other side of the country while you're in Europe. Mm. Uh, at the same time, you're trying to focusing on, on your number one thing in life, music, you know? Yeah. It's, it's really hard, you know? You become, I'm starting to become adult. and starting to learn how to be responsible about shit. And, um, and then my next step there was actually kind of like my real save. Like that's, that was the moment that created me, 2015 was when Hardwell contacted me after yeah. there, because I was really lost at that time. Tell me about that, because we have a song uh, on my phone to play, like it's the first demo we signed. Yeah. Tell me about um, how that process went. It was on Twitter? It was Twitter, yeah. So yeah, as I said, I was back in Sweden. Uh, I had no contacts, you know, at that moment. And uh, so all I could do was just make music for myself. That was all I could do. Mm. And, uh, and then one day, Hardwell... I see a notification on my on my phone. Hardwell started following you on Twitter, and I was like, "Nah, that, that can't be the real Hardwell. It must be some. I must have left no notifications on. I mean, some yeah. fan page, you know." But it was. It was Hardwell started following you, and obviously, I was already following him. So I had a direct message at the same time, and uh, he wrote me. Uh, he wrote something like, "Hey, dude, can you send me your Chemical Brothers bootleg? I would love to play it." And I just made that bootleg for myself. I put it on SoundCloud, like a teaser, you know, because I was afraid to upload it for free or something. Yeah. And uh, and somehow he found that one. And uh, I actually it? remember that he told told me. Uh, oh really? In in like in, in a meeting, like this guy is is, is oh, making great cool. music. We have to keep an eye on him. Oh, that's sick. And uh, I, let's I let's out to re- let's out let's reach out to him. And um, so I went through my emails. <laughs> And uh, to see what the first ever email was from you. No way you found it. Um, yeah, I found an email, but actually uh, there was also another track you sent um, before the demo of the week. And we, it's called Haven. And we actually didn't sign it. So oh, it Heaven. It, Heaven, sorry. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, sa- yeah. you send a track to us for, hey, it can be great on the ADE sampler, but we actually didn't sign it. Oh, really? I found out later. Um, so that was my, actually my first email from you. And the second oh, wow. track you sent to us was uh, Karma. Uh, yeah. Um, and we put it on uh, Hardwell on Air. It's demo of the week. 
Right, um, right, right. And then you sent us to, uh, it was 2015, September 6th. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for putting karma on Hard On Air. It means lots to me. Um, P.S. <laughs> Robert <laughs> says my name before the track or something. Tell him that my name pronounced Case and almost like Case if he doesn't already know. Uh, and then you're, um, you're speaking about the release after that, Maji. Uh, I was sending you artwork for approval. Oh, so this is a, a complete copy of what I wrote you in the mail. Oh wow, that's yeah, crazy. this is yeah, copy paste. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. And uh, and the funny part is uh, he actually pronounced your name wrong. He did, right? Because <laughs> I remember that. So because it was already he recorded. He called me Kase for Kase, like yeah. six months, and I finally I even texted him sometimes because you know when you have new relationships, especially with the number one DJ in the world. You have a lot of respect. You don't want to text too much to that person. No. So they just like, okay, he's annoying. Hey, he's you yeah, you don't want to be annoying. You don't want, yeah. but I had to eventually text, please stop Seriously, calling dude. me Kase, you know? And I know that's not far away from what that means in Dutch. And that's cheese, right? Yes, <laughs> Kase. Cheesy, yeah, Kase, you know, cheese. Eventually yeah. he got it, but yeah. Yeah, everyone will pronounce your name like it's Kase. It's not Kase. It's Kase. Yeah, Kase. I, you know, in the end, I, I My, my wife told me, you know, that I shouldn't worry too much about it in the beginning because uh, it happens to a lot of artists, yeah. you know, even pop stars uh, and, and not just DJs, you know, uh, it takes a couple, couple years to, to realize how to. Sometimes to, I speak about you to some other people, managers, and then I'm like, yeah, we're working with Case. And then like, they're like, oh yeah. And they're like, you know Case? Uh, Kaza? Oh yeah, Kaza. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, but th that's just how it is with names, yeah. especially yeah. if you spell it in a personal way. You know, I could have spelled it C-A-S-E, like a suitcase, yeah. you know? And then people would understand it's a case, but then you have just a word, you yeah. know? So that's the choice you do. Yeah. But you know, how did you come up with the name? Um, okay, that's a funny story yeah. actually, because- uh, I was waiting for it. Yeah. When I got to know Tiesto that at the first time back, back in Stockholm, uh, he couldn't pronounce my last name. Castanold. Yeah, Castanold or Castanold whatever hmm. but like he could he, he it was not, too hard for him it, i don't difficult. know it's not difficult yeah. especially I, i mean to be it's honest even close to dutch i was just about yeah. to say it right it's it's quite similar yeah. like put van in between make van castle then yeah. then boom you have it mm. you know but but somehow maybe it didn't click for him like it wouldn't register i don't know so he suggested you know hey well, have you thought about changing your name and i did have that in mind the whole time because i saw all these djs You know, Avicii, Alesso, Axwell, they all had these artist names, yeah. you know. And then here I am with my personal name, uh, even though it's a unique name, but still. So I started like brainstorming. Now maybe I should, you know, maybe I should change it. Now you're eating cheese? <laughs> right. I, I, trust Dutch me, it took cheese. me years. When I found out that <laughs> case or cas, as you guys say it, means yeah. cheese, that, that took okay. me. Yeah. I got to tell you how I found out about it. But anyway, so I wrote down like names, all types. All I wanted was, I wanted it to spell K-A-S, you know, if one word, but I wanted to start with K-A-S because mm -hmm. I looked it up and at that time there was not many DJs starting on K, mm -hmm. you know, and then I, one of the, the, the names were K's and I just changed the letters a little bit and I kept that. But the reason that how I came up that it meant cheese in, in Dutch was one time I, I had, uh, I got supported by a song on Nick Romero's radio. And, um, and he says in the podcast, in, in his radio episode, he said, 
Yeah, this is a guy from Sweden called Case, or as we call it in Dutch, Kaas, which means cheese. Ha ha. And he drops my song. And I was like, dude, dude, with all due respect, I don't know you, but like you just pulled a big diss on me on live radio. But thanks for supporting it, though. It's a nice uh, fun fact. It's funny that Chesto couldn't pronounce it, and now all these people can't pronounce your new name. Yeah, it doesn't matter what I do, yeah. right? I'm doomed either way. Just stick with like, it. Yeah. It's fine now. Now I, I actually noticed, uh, like, even though, because yeah, I've seen, like, I get video messages from fans and stuff. They they have been saying wrong all the time as well. But I do, the majority now is actually starting to say the yeah. right, pronounce it correctly. You know? Well, it's good that you changed it in the beginning of your career. Uh, otherwise, it's a bit tougher, you know, like, and building your brand and, if you change it like after a few years, then you have to start again. Yeah. And like build up your. Yeah. Like, you know. I need to wait till I'm Puff Daddy so I can change to P Diddy. You know how he did, but you need to be on that level, I think, to be able to change your name. Yeah. Then it doesn't matter. No. Like, then you can change whatever. Um, let's listen real quick to uh, the, yeah. the first track, Karma. Mm-hmm. So, anything you want to uh, say about this track? Well, to be really honest, I think I, I kind of like this song still, you know. Uh, it's not the same quality as today, but that's how it is. But but I think the idea is great. Uh, the melody is beautiful. Um, and I remember it like yesterday with the song. So. Where were you when you listened to the podcast? Was it like live or like afterwards or... No, I, I think I was. Pre- I'm pretty sure I, I, I tuned in to see it, to, to see my name say "Dem of the Week." You know, "Dem of the Week" was a special, special thing. Yeah. You know, it was like a big thing back then. Were you in the chat back then, or no? like on this? Or maybe I we didn't have that feature. Right at, no, you had, but yeah. I got it right after this. Oh, yeah. I got, I got the first time. You can really hear your style already. Like 2015. Yeah, a little bit, right? It's, it's like really. Uh, Really, like you can hear your signature sound. I, the thing is, like a lot of fans have always, you know, pointed out or asked about how I create my signature sound. But the signature sound is, is like this sound is not what I'm using. The, the the key to a signature sound can be how you make a melody. Yeah. Like I create my melody in a certain structure, you know, uh, and then I can use any sound. But it's gonna come out sounding like me because I write my melodies the same way, you know. Your your signature sound is your melody, long melody. Yeah, like how yeah. I make the melodies. It's not like the sounds because a lot of times I see people say, "Oh, but this sounds exactly like that song." Mm. You know, that that sound sounds exactly like another song sound, blah blah blah. And I go, "No, no, no. I, I'm using completely different sounds, but the melodies build and made the same way." Yeah, that's sometimes the, the trick to make something you as a personal and your own little niche. Mm. It's just like how you make it, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think re- you're really conscious about that. Yeah. You know, that's really what w- differentiates you from, you know, like other producers. Yeah, you're, really, you're really thinking about what you want and how you want to approach a song instead of just like randomly like uh, well, playing you. melodies and stuff. Well, it's also like, um, like when I make a song, it's, I, I, I look at it as pictures. I have a vision. I like, that's why I love to make music videos for my own, for my own stuff. Cause that, like if I make a, a music video for one of my songs myself, that is the vision I have when I made the song. Like those are the pictures that popped in my head and I go based on that. And I don't know? think a lot of people know actually that you're actually making your own music videos. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Like 
No, but he's like all the way involved with everything concerning your music. So the, the whole branding, the, the look, the feel, the, the songs, the way you went with Dream Child, yeah. the, the rock approach is something different. It's not like regular EDM. No, what you're doing. I, but I think it was, it's, it's a. It's obviously I put a lot of pressure and job on myself. Mm-hmm. Like it's a 24/7 kind of thing for me. But I think also it's it's such a good thing that happened because if you are that kind of a control freak, that's how you create good relationships as well. If your partners like like revealed are open to my suggestions, then we get to know each other straight away. And, you know, we know what's best for everybody, you know. If I would be just leaving everything to you guys, it's hard for you guys to really get to know me, you know. But do you like stuff that other people make for you or are you really... Of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, but it's, it, all I want to make sure is just that you but know you, who I am. Yeah, because you're really outspoken with everything. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, but that's it, a good thing because you know what you want to do. Yeah, because yeah. All, in, all it takes is one time to say something or have an opinion or an idea. Mm-hmm. Or point something out, and then the, the right people will understand and and, and deliver what, yeah. what fits me, you know. As much as because in the end, like think about it, like DJs and artists are pitching music to you guys or revealed in as with your your name and your label in mind, you know yeah. that that's something they do to deliver to you. And same thing should labels do. Labels should deliver back what fits that artist. But it's harder for the labels. Because they can't know everybody, all the DJs. But you just want label that every DJ can get to know by just looking at you guys. So that's why you need to show yourself exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need as a label, you need pointers. Like, yeah. what's your branding? What's your fo- tone of voice? Yeah. If you're not having any input on that, we're just creating the brand for you, basically. But it's right. maybe not something you really like. Exactly. And, then just, and then you get like a weird... like. A, yeah, I, I truly think that's that's why I had such a good relationship with my label is... is as a, because we've been so honest over the years. Like I, I've been in arguments. I've been fighting. I mean, me and Sebastian has been in, in a lot of arguments over the years. You yeah. know, being pissed at each other and stuff. But, but that's what creates something beautiful. Yeah, as it's, well. a, it's really a partnership. Like we learn from uh, you yeah. and you learn from us. And it's not us directing. Like okay, this is how it's going to be your artwork. And you actually have so much like feedback. And then yeah. we take that uh, lesson and we can use it for our other. Yeah. Um, artists like exactly. ask them like hey what do you think of this instead of we're just sending them the artwork and that's it you know yeah. it's really a collaboration uh, with the artist and, and yeah but every single little piece you know like we you know, I, I'm only speaking from, from for myself you know how my situation is but like uh, I wanted so bad to have a straight as a like straight to the point relationship with a label where we are one phone call, one text message away. And that's really how it is, you know? Like every single little piece is just forward straight away. Nothing needs to go through email. I don't think I have emailed revealed in four years, you know, not a single email. I can confirm, yeah. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> then there was also WhatsApp and uh, Yeah, you know, like, and, it's, and then we work so much faster and better, mm. you know? Like it's... I think that's once... It's more fun, otherwise it's so yeah, corporate. Sometimes, and, uh, you know, like the, building the relationship. Same thing between me and Hardwell. I worked really hard with myself to try to become his buddy, you know, uh, and, uh, and just not talk music, not just like, rah, 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 listen to my demo. It's just like, hey, let's grab a beer and just become... Because sometimes that is... Not sometimes, that is as important 
as the music quality. You know, like a good relationship, relationship with the people that's handling your music, then your music is going to become better as well. Even more ears, more eyes for your music is better. It's always better than one person. I think most people underestimate the power of... Uh um, a good relationship. Right, exactly. And network and... Yeah. Because um, people just want to be behind a computer and just take everything through, through through the keyboard and just type, you know? And you get also, you, you do much more together if you have a good relationship, like exactly. creativity-wise, yeah. um, brainstorming. Like, for example, today, uh, we're going to drive to Boatshouse to Germany from Amsterdam. Yeah. Three-hour drive, but I'm sure we think of so many great ideas because you're be in the car with us, and right. we can listen to some music and I'm, brainstorm. We're probably gonna have an album by the time we're there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. <laughs> that will be worth it, right? Um, yeah. So actually, I have a, a second song here on my phone. Um, this was actually your first um, single release, mm-hmm. um, Maji. Yeah, Maji. The cool thing about this song is a too loud. Uh, one of the guys from Tula called Manuel is um, is a great, great friend of mine. He's uh, a legend as well. He's yeah. a legend. You know, some people don't know who he is, but like, you know, he is he has been a music engineer and producer for decades. You well, know? Where is he from? He's from Germany. Germany. Like, he, he he produced and created the, the brand Cascada every time ah, we touch. Okay. Like, he's behind those yeah. type of hits. So he's worked with David Guetta a lot and, you know, incredible. He's also uh, a uh, sound designer. Yeah, sound design. He 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 had made a lot of sound design for Vengeance packs, Nexus, oh, yeah. all that type of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I have a lot of respect for him. I got I got the chance to get to know him many years ago, and uh, he has become uh, been like a mentor to me uh, over the years. Yeah, still like he 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 masters songs for me. You know, um, he does a lot of mastering for me and. Um, uh, feedback especially you know uh, I I have feedback I have my wife I have revealed and I have him that's like my three feedbacks you know it starts at home mm-hmm. if my wife says um, that doesn't sound too good you you won't even hear it you know because she needs to like it because she's like she's a female so she's a girl's ear and that's important uh-huh. most yeah. of the time if, if, if producers ask their mom or family yeah. like hey what do you think this yeah it's great and then you think you have the best song in the world then you right. show it to a label and then like ah, so. yeah exactly so you need honest opinion so that's well, amazing I, that you get it from some yeah from she yeah. is extremely honest but i've also she she loves music in the house industry as much as i do so she has been so willing to learn over the years i i've taught her her airs like she she even knows when i produce she can tell me and it's, it freaks me out it's, it's almost bad she can go like I think you need more sidechain on that top base. Oh, wow. Wow. What did you just say? That's amazing. Yeah. That, that's really even, specific. Right? Like more sidechain on the top base. That was the last thing she said. What the 3 dB on 2000 hertz. <laughs> yeah, uh, extra I, I, will cut, I will cut another 20 decibel there. Nah, come on. More rim Yeah, get out. Get out from the studio. <laughs> You're done. You're done. But but she, yeah. She's actually doing, a, she's actually in your brand team. Yeah. Like she, you're you're really full-time. a team together. Yeah, she's for a sure. full-time employee almost. Like I would almost almost count her as, a, as yeah. a definitely like almost a duo. It's not a duo. I make the music. Case yeah. is I am Case, obviously. But she's yeah. very involved. Very involved. Yeah. She's in, incredibly talented on graphic design. Uh, you know, she, she made your logo. She yeah. made, she created my logo from really? scratch. Yep, wow. created that logo. Uh, she's done a several artworks, both for me and even for Revealed. Um, we have uh, like my next release. Now in January, she made the artwork for that. And uh, yeah, so incredible. And Is she like, also involved with your merchandise? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. She, um, we've been talking about uh, maybe for the future, we want to make it like a Mrs. Case kind of merchandise for, for girls. I still have a lot of girlfriends mm-hmm. on my statistics, you know? Yeah. Uh, and she, she would love to be a, a big part of that. And, but yeah, she, she's inv- involved with everything. Hmm. She would be, she's almost involved. If, if you guys would text me a question, she is involved in that answer. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's good to have someone uh, yeah. near you who, who can like Then second I, opinion. Yeah, but I understand it's not normal, you know, because you should never dip as a like mix your family and marriage with with the business ink. You know, you should never blend those two. But somehow, I, if it's working, it's if working. it's working, yeah. you know, as long as it doesn't go too yeah. far, we 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 trying really hard to keep a track that nothing one of them is not over. Dosing, you know, like, because if 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 you get an overdose on on one of them, it's gonna fall apart. You know, we need you need to balance yeah, it. Balance out, yeah. Because she's still yeah. my wife, and I want to be husband as well. You yeah. know, no, I think that's really cool. Uh, I don't think a lot of artists have that like second opinion. Yeah, uh, they can keep it separated. Um, that can also really work. But for you, it's like nice to bounce off ideas and, yeah. and stuff. And then in 2016, uh, this is actually my favorite release. Yeah, from you on revealed recordings. Um, tell me, tell me. Uh, that, that, that one did really, really well. It did. I, I mean, uh, for me, if I'm gonna be honest, um, somehow that that is the the song that I almost look as my first main release on revealed. Mm. Um, I think it's because first of all, it was a solo, solo song. Yeah. It was my song. You know, it was my chance to to have my first real own release on my my dream label. You know. And uh, I was so blessed and so happy that somehow it took off as a completely unknown DJ, you know? And I think it has almost five million streams now. Video did really well. And the uh, video was homemade with a GoPro. Like I time. remember receiving the video. We were like, wow, this is so creative. Yeah, like, thank you. It's, it was also before Instagram was really, really yeah, big. Yeah, it was a little bit. And it was great to see the point of view, like, you know. Like the rawness. The rawness, yeah. and it was like, It represents the songs, I think, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Like the vibe of it, and did really well um, as well. On BPM was added on some big stations yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and streams. Uh, I remember something. If I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like we had there was like this UK radio who used yeah. it as like some form of introduction on their radio or something. I don't know, uh, Kiss or something, Kiss FM. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It was something uh, super big for being at yeah. that time, you know. I don't Th- know. That they, was different. Like we could bring songs to the radio, songs like this to the radio, and they would actually play it. Yeah, exactly. Because um, that was just like really, like normal. Yeah. Um, and now it's different style. You know, we hear on radio, right. but this was actually uh, something we brought to the radio yeah. and uh, did really well. Um, and it was pretty, uh, pretty big track for the time. Really catchy I, I, I and mean, a good video. Everything was. Uh, I mean that 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 one had so many more numbers than I had following. Mm. You know, like the amount of follows I had compared to the numbers that that song got didn't even make sense, you know. So for me, that's, that was a big success mm. for, for me, you know. Um, and at least opened, that was like, because in, in the end, the, the difference between now and then was that you, you know, all the labels are, as, as today, but it's extremely busy compared as a competition. Everything is big. There's massive. EDM is up there. You get that one chance, you know. Uh, now you can still work and hard and prove yourself to everybody. You have uh, revealers doing great things with, you know, you have been having community releases where people get the chance yeah. that they deserve. 
But back then, you got your chance, you know. So for me, that I'm so blessed that that song did well because obviously the, I won some luck, some trust from you guys, you know. How, how did that impact your career when this song took off? Well, this, did, did you see like a change in your bookings, everything? No, I, I didn't have any shows back then. I, I had no management, no agency, nothing. You, you were holding off shows for a long time. Yeah. It was, was first of all, I didn't get any offers, you know, like there was no, no one contacted me about, I, I tried to reach out to a lot of agencies, nothing, all, everybody turned me down and, and, and I didn't get anything no. either. So I just decided, you know, like I'm gonna probably focus on the music, I'm gonna focus yeah. on the music and, and, and try to prove and show who I am. And then once I get maybe an agency or something. I can get get some some great shows, you know, for what I've done what, over what, the years. What was the turning point you got in booking requests and agent and manager and was the, what what was the moment? The time of the year. Yeah, which like what was the, which release was like? Okay, I think we are legends for sure. Yeah, we are legends with Hardwell. You know, um, I, I had a lot of great songs before we are legends. I had uh, we have released several songs, and I like I think we had uh, my first showcase EP. But We Are Legends got so hyped. Yeah. And we waited. Uh, no, I'm not going to include myself in waited because I didn't want to wait. But <laughs> it took over a year to release the song. Yeah. You know, and it's because there's a lot yeah. of people involved, uh, a lot of music. Triplet But also did very Triplet well. Triplet also yeah. was a big turning point. Um, it was play, played at Ultra. Uh, As so the reaction yeah. Of, yeah. of Triplet at Ultra yeah. was probably one of the craziest things I've seen. I remember you were texting me while you were there. Hey, are you seeing this? Yeah. You know, the whole crowd just... Yeah, it was flew. crazy. Yeah, absolutely insane. Uh, so yeah, Triplet, we're legends. And it was used, uh, the Triplet was used on, in the EDC uh, end show. Right, and then right. a lot of people like, like partners of us, like reaching out to us, like what, I found out this is the song, it's yeah. with you, can I, can I license it? What is this yeah, song? Like, I it's forgot so catchy about that. And, that was actually really crazy because I was at EDC with Hardwell watching... Uh, You, oh, know, you were actually there. I was said. there behind What? the stage when he was, Harder was about to go up on the main stage to play. We were talking about him playing triplet. And while we were waiting, he, all, they, all we knew was that, okay, there's going to be some firework in between yeah. where, who's ever playing and Hardwell, right? Uh, so we're just going to watch that for two minutes and then you go up. And while we're there, you're like, what the? Like, I was like, what the hell? I was like, oh, is that your set? He goes, no, I think they're playing it somehow. <laughs> yeah. This was the instrumental mix. Yeah. Because you always vocal. had the, the vision to do a vocal version. The, yeah, I had the... I, like, yeah. I still hear a vocal on this, yeah. The melody is made yeah. like a vocal. Like some big stadium song. Yeah. Well, I do that a lot. You know, yeah. I, I a lot of times when I make a melody, I... I Try to make it so you can sing along to it. Yeah. If it's easy to sing along to, then it's a catchy melody. Yeah. You know, if it's too high or too low, it's hard. Yeah. I think that's a really good uh, thump, uh, rule thumb. Mm. This was the instrumental mix. And then, um, actually, October. Fast forward mm -hmm. um, to this year, 2019, you actually released your album Unrevealed. Yes, finally. Um, then you did the, the vocal version 
of this. Of triplet, uh, yeah. Of triplet. With Kara. Took a long time. Took a long time. I We had a lot of versions uh, in between the years, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was working with... Uh, I think I even had more vocals than you guys even heard, you know, because I, I scratched them straight away. Yeah. But like, yeah, I had the vision, you know, and then also, you know, I had other songs to work on in between, so it was still a break, and I didn't know when and how to release the vocal version after so many years, you know, uh, and then where we find, okay, we're doing it, we're doing the album now. We were I felt like, like it was the right time. Yeah, we were like, oh, are you sure? It's, it's been a while. Why would yeah. you release? Uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And then, then this version came like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is a good song. And it fit the album, you know? This is with Cara. Cara. How, do, how do you know her? Cara, um, well, I got to personally know her through Kashmir. Right. Uh, I know other friends that have worked with her over the years, but but, but uh, the, the, the collab I had with Kashmir this year, um, was um, we had Cora featuring on that, so we started talking personal, and then I, you, I asked her, "You want to give a shot on this on this song I had, you know?" Um, and I gave her all the direction of the vision. Is she from LA? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She Great. does a lot of uh, um, electronic uh, vocals. Um, yeah, no, she's amazing. Yeah. So talented, um, absolutely incredible. I've uh, been I've been uh, very blessed to work with so many talented people over the years, you know. Yeah, and you you tend to work with uh, artists more than just once. You yeah. like to have like a yeah. team of artists around you. Uh, I think Nino is a really yeah, good definitely. example. Yeah. Um, well, but the the thing is, when you work with someone just once, is that yeah, you can get lucky and it like clicks and it's perfect from the strain point. But if you create something that you feel is unique you can create something together. You know, like I wanted to do this kind of rock house inspired um, thing, you know, for years I've been wanting to do it. But it was not until I met Nino where it actually started and the, the, whole, the whole thing became reality because he, he, he comes from a rock background too and we write music very good together. So we tried it and it just worked. So why would I only make one song with someone that, that can help me create something that I've been dreaming of doing, you know? There are no rules making no, music. No, exactly. It, 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 if we go back, when I started listening to music, David Guetta was making, he had a whole album with a guy called Chris Willis. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was like, every time you heard his voice, Love is Gone and stuff, like you knew that was David Guetta, even though that was Chris Willis singing. So that's a perfect example, yeah. you know? That's good to have your... Um Team where you trust and exactly. can deliver. Yeah. What was your what's your own personal favorite favorite track? Hard one, hard one. It's like choosing one of your babies. Like this is my favorite child, you know. What, child. what was the most well, interesting I, project to work on? Or well, most I'm challenging? I'm, or? Well, I must say, I must say, I, I'm extremely proud and happy um, of songs like "My Favorite Enemy," "Up in Smoke." Um, I think Chain Me Up is a great song because um, those were the first songs that, on the album that, that was like these are meant for rock you know and, uh, favorite, my favorite, I would say my favorite every time I hear this song it's like something wakes up inside of me let's listen to it for a yeah. few seconds so people have a clear idea what the rock yeah exactly is. do you need another fix who can mess you up like this I got the perfect person for 
He's playing the guitars live. Yeah. Wow. All the instruments are real recorded in this song, which is uh, what, what gives it another like, Edge, yeah. life. I think you, know? you always, most of the time, you can hear if it's in VST, there's always yeah, course, something you can pinpoint. Course. Like, this is, this is really nice, but it's not just Yeah, of course. The same I mean, it's, thing. it's also what you, like, all the sounds that you hear between the notes and the chords, like, you can hear his fingers touching things, you know? It's another thing. But but yeah, that song, you know, even now when we hear it now, like it's something that wakes up inside of me. Uh, I just think it's, uh, Nino, first of all, did an incredible job yeah. on writing. Uh, you know, I had the vision, I had the phrases, I had the, the title for this song, my uh, whole thing. And that's the thing with Nino and me, why I like to work with people more than once. Because he understood, he got the picture. Okay, now I get how Mick thinks you know like he gives me all these titles and the the phrases my favorite enemy blah, blah. he understands the vision and then he puts yeah. it together you know um you just send it to him or was it like a call or like both a- yeah you know that we i like to call a lot when i work with people yeah. you know because you can you know you can always read a message differently you know uh, and then also the the cool thing about the song is that it's a song you know there's no drop it's no jumpy jumpy there's energy but it's a riff Mm, you know, yeah. it's not a drop, which is was really fun to do. Yeah, I think you know? this album was really like something different, you know, like than other. Like if you make an electronic like EDM album, yeah. it's always like a collection of EDM songs. But you, yeah. you really it try can get to get repetitive do, as well. You really try to do something. Yeah, you know, I I was prepared that yeah, this is not gonna skyrocket through top one Billboard. I I get that. I'm not on that level, but I have. I am so proud that this is this was a milestone for me, and uh, you know I truly believe that uh, whatever happens in the future for me, at least I think this this album is gonna live on and uh, and represent me at least. You know when people find out about me later, they yeah. can go back and listen to a high quality album. That that was my only goal. Yeah, because it. this is hundred percent you. Yeah, it's not something diluted or something. It's just your vision. Right. Yeah, so it's pure, it's going to stay forever. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I think I'm always going to be proud of the album, you know, because a lot yeah. of times you can you can stop, you can end being proud of things because you think it sounds crap, you know, after a couple of years. But mm. I, I, I know I'm going to be very proud of this album, even though the, the sound is going to change or something, you know. Uh, this is actually also featured on an album. Um, I think it's, it's my biggest, your movie. biggest, almost your biggest release. Well, it's my biggest so, solo release. Solo, I would say. biggest solo release. Yeah. And this song is doing really well. People love this. Like they add it to the library. They keep on listening to it. Like every, yeah. even I think it's it already out like, for a long time. I think it's up at 13 million almost yeah. now. Is it? And that's only on Spotify. Yeah, it's only on yeah. Spotify. You know, um, I don't know. Like this was my first cover of a song. Never done a cover before. Almost mm-hmm. to be really honest, I, I I found it quite cheesy to do a cover, yeah. especially as a DJ compared to like rock bands and stuff. But but then I did it anyway, and I understand it because it worked. You know, it, it, it depends what you do with it. You know. Yeah, but it's not it's not weird in between the rest of your songs, right? No, it's it's basically also the rock influence. I was really trying to do childhood. me on it. Yeah. You know? yeah. I think a lot of people also. They know the original. They're like, "Wow, this is, this is a good entrance point for new fans." Yeah, and this song is added to a lot of rocky playlists. Well, I did see one thing though, because I, uh, I thought 
obviously everybody's heard cutting crew died in your arms you know <laughs> oh they didn't hear it no yeah. so some fans I, I, they, didn't, they yeah. didn't even tell me like or I didn't even read on the social like oh so you wrote such a good song because yeah. but I was assuming that people knew the original and then Stranger Things season three gets released right this year I guess and apparently uh, oh, no I've seen it actually there there is a uh, 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 episode where they're playing the original song Daddy Arms in the episode so I got so many text messages from, from fans they're using your song they're using your song <laughs> I go no no they go and then some people are like I had no idea but like some people freaked out like wow congratulations uh, bro this, this I was is, like yeah, no. it's almost the same with when Kanye West had Paul McCartney on his song right people thinking that he introduced a new artist oh my goodness oh my god I didn't even know about that that was yeah holy cow who's If, this Paul McCartney uh, 20 Grammys later hilarious <laughs> tell me Shit. a little bit about your Christmas calendar at Christmas Christmas yeah well it's something I started last year um, Samantha my wife came up with the whole idea so you know all credits to her for it Uh, I did everything myself with her last year, released, you know, random stuff for my Dropbox. And then this year we, it was great success last year. You know, I got so much. So what's the concept? Yeah. What's the idea behind it? The idea behind it is that nothing happens on December, music wise. It's true. It's, it's, you know, no one wants to release music. I always try to avoid December. So why not do something fun? And I love to give stuff away to fans. You know, I try to be loyal I try to listen to my fans, what they want. If there's something they haven't got that they really wanted that year, because, you know, you have to pick between songs, I'm going to try my best at least, you know? And then mm. this concept was perfect, you know? And uh, sure, it's a lot of work. Like every day you have to give away so something the, so high quality. The concept quality. is to have one free giveaway every, every day. Every it's day. Every day. It's a calendar, you know? So every day there's a door, door one, door two, and so on that opens and they get a gift. But you yeah. have so much music. Too much. You don't even know it. Like that's. I think that's also the reason why you have to, like. What can I do with it? And yeah. Like, you okay, know. What, what can? Yeah. He he just dropped an album and now he's got like how many songs are featured in this calendar? Like the, the lot so of, far we're up at six, I think. Six. Okay. And, and then we have, we have three or four more. Yeah. So we have almost a whole another. So album. that's two albums in one year. Yeah. That's But crazy. Yeah. How do you get so productive? Uh, I said, like, the thing is, it's very important that you, you you listen to yourself so you don't do quantity over quality. It's still very important that, you know, each song or each product you make is what you want to do, you know. Uh, but I, since, uh, you know, I had so much years of not DJing, I only made music. So I came up with a routine that works for me and I work really fast. I know when, once I know what I want, I go in and I do it. And I don't, I don't overwork things. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in putting too much work. I've seen a lot of artists that destroys their music by not never being satisfied, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I move on all the time, but I try to always finish a song. If I start on something, yeah. it needs to be done, you know? Yeah, I think that's problem number one for a whole lot of artists. That yeah. They don't know how to, when a track is finished. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and then sometimes they just make half of it and they're just sitting yeah. tweaking on one part of the song. I try to yeah. wrap it up and then I can go back and tweak it later. There, most producers are bored with the process finishing a song. Yeah. But that's actually how you learn 
to make music because the last five exactly. percent is the like really hard yeah. to make it really good and you know but it's so much easier to do it once you have a full picture yeah. that's what people don't understand like you 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 have a break you have a build up and you have the first drop and then you have the picture yeah. right but and then you start tweaking that part but if you have the whole project from intro to outro you will your brain is going to say okay you have now you have the full picture and then you can start you know tweaking polishing like your painting you know, yeah. make it prettier. Yeah. That, that's how I think at least. And I think that's why I can work faster. I, and I get bored, you know, what else am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> well, everybody gets bored, but you don't start to question everything. I think that's the process. When people get bored, they start mm -hmm. to question all those, you know, uh, how does this hi-hat sound? How does this kick sound? Because it, it doesn't matter, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. If, you're, if your hi-hat is two mm -hmm. decibel too high, cares nobody's going to the store or to spotify and they, they're going no, to complain to you no uh, i really i really hate the song because your hi-hat is like exactly. one db up if you get that comment yeah. on your music yeah that's another producer being a hater who yeah. gives a gives a rat ass <laughs> if you t take uh, avicii for example you know god bless his soul you know but his his a lot of his music wasn't the best mixed music out there but his his idea his was his yeah. idea and his songs were yeah. the most brilliant things on the planet. Yeah. But like I I can name drop at least a hundred other DJs who are technically way more skilled mixing wise than he is. But the ideas and the concepts he had yeah. can no one take away. No one can people, take that away from him. A lot of know? people can learn mastering and producing, but exactly. actually making songs and have the ear for good that's a total different story. It's yeah. a different game. Like yeah. not a lot of people can do that. Exactly. And it's really hard. Um, I think that's the core of making a good song is for sure. The for idea sure. And the melodies and, and the mastering, you can't get help with that. Like I, even I do. I do that some I, I can do my own my own mastering, but I prefer someone else mastering yeah. my music because then you get a second ear, mm. you know, a second mm -hmm. opinion. It's no problem. That's just mastering. That's yeah. you. You still made it yourself. You know. I, I think it's a number one question we get on daily base uh, on revealed. Uh, it's like, well, the song is not mastered. Uh, do you guys sign a release if it's unmastered, and um, will, will you accept it? Like we don't. We li of course we listen to the production, but if we believe in the song, we will get feedback, work on yeah. the production with you. We, have, we, we, mm -hmm. we know a lot of mastering people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If this song is good, then it's a good song. Like, don't worry. Like, of course you need to learn the exactly. basics and have a good production. Yeah, but you guys still. are not gonna sit, you know, on your your meetings, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, and, and listen like, oh, that kick is way too low. You're gonna first, first <laughs> you're gonna listen to the idea and then you go, okay, yeah, but there's some work that needs to be done. Yeah, that's but the like, process. Great, great yeah. idea. You know? Like we now moved offices, so now we have a studio. Yeah, and uh, we are looking into the studio now. So well, now uh, they're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but before that, we never like we couldn't even listen to the, the mastering in really a proper well. way. It's, no. it's a second, um, second phase. Like it's a, the process starts when you sign a song on the idea, yeah, melody and etc. Then you go into the nitty gritty. Then you go to listen to the mastering and how how can we make this a really good product? Because exactly. we really. Yeah. Especially with Hardwell, yeah. like he, for him, mastering is really important yeah. because for us, it's like a different shader, like how we can be different in all labels because of the quality. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, it will never be a deal breaker. Like if it's a good song, we will work with you, uh, with the artist. We know mastering people, you don't have to do it yourself. Actually, our uh, Martijn at Revealed, he does a lot of mastering himself. At Actually office. also mixing if needed. Yeah, full mixing, yeah. so stem mastering. Uh, so we do that in-house even. Um, 
And if it's a really hard problem to fix, then we have external. Then I can spoil one thing that is quite inspiring. And uh, that, that proves that, you know, you, you don't need to focus too much on the mixing mastering. The first song, Demo of the Week, Karma, that we heard, mm-hmm. it's not mastered. No. It's just, I just clipped it with a game. Yeah. But, we had, but we had a great um, master compressor for the radio show. So that's- <laughs> ah, okay. You give me that one. Okay. No, but it wasn't. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, because I couldn't afford back then to pay anyone yeah. for mastering. Plan. How do you see 2020? Because you, you, we set a lot of goals for 2019. We, yeah. we, sometimes we speak on the phone like, yeah, we need, our goal for this year is to have this amount of streams or mm-hmm. 1.5 million monthly listeners or this, yeah. this amount of fans or bookings or branding or social media, whatever. Do you, what do you vision for 2020? Is it like something you really want to do or work with someone? Yeah. Well, um, so for this year, 2020. I have one goal. Um, um, and I can say it's less about statistics uh, for uh, for 2020. Mm. One goal I have for myself is um, I want to make a lot of genres this year. Um, I you know I've showed you guys already some new music that is a slight different uh, from what people are used to hear. I want to make my mu- type of music as well, but I want to be all over the place. I want to have fun. You know, um, I think for me 2020 is about have fun and not think too much about politician and, and uh, statistics. Because I, I think I need to go back to that because that's when good things are happening is yeah. when you don't stress and think too much. When, about, you, when you don't look to others too yeah, much. Yeah, I let you, it's better sometimes to let the, the label and the team do that for you because that's your job and that's what you guys are good at. Mm. You're good at that. I need to, I, I'm, I'm going to work really hard with myself to go back to the really creative uh, part of me even though I felt very creative with my album in, in, in inside of myself there's more of a creative thing I need to get out we forgot to mention this we have uh, oh, the, the but, album on the uh, final yeah um, I think it would be a good idea to give it away as well oh yeah we should definitely so do, do you think of you can think of a, a contest or a contest what can people do to win this final well you know once we upload this um, are we talking video or audio wise? Because it, it's easier if we do this video wise. Yeah, you, you can know? show it to the camera over there. There's one over there. We got it in here. We got it over here as well. So he's now showing, for, for those who are listening on the podcast, yeah, he's now showing the vinyl show, to the showing camera. Showing the vinyl. The thing is, you know, if we do um, some form of video content, um, we can do everything from leaving. Uh, I think we should leave everyone's favorite K song yeah. on a comment and why it's your favorite song. And I personally will pick the one I think has the best reason to what song they think is their favorite. That's cool. Yeah, that's, so yeah. let's do a hashtag revealed podcast and then hashtag what your favorite podcast, song is. Yeah, and, and then, then the question or the reason why that song is your favorite song. It, can, it doesn't need to be from the album. It can be any song that I've ever done and why it's their favorite. And I will also put some uh, case merch with it. Some case merch. I will sign this vinyl for you, specially, personally, um, and um, give it to you. And it's a nice, uh, special vinyl because the color is also red instead of black. It's. Uh, I am very happy with the with the quality of this vinyl. I think we all did such a great job on it. You know, especially as you said, when you pull out the actual vinyl, a see-through red vinyl. It's. I think it's badass. Yeah. Absolutely. So happy with it.
Yeah, so comment uh, your favorite case song ever um, on Twitter or Instagram, hashtag Revealed Podcast. Exactly, and why? Uh, and then Case will pick one out, one winner, and then we will ship it. You get a free vinyl signed by me and a, a surprise yes. merchandise. Uh, anything else you want to say to your, to your fans or if tip or whatever? No, just, uh, you know, I want to thank everybody. I love everybody to death. And always remember that Every artist on the planet is no one and nobody without the fans. And that's, yep. I'm forever grateful for everybody who's listening, who's interesting in um, hearing what I have to say, and who is everybody that's supporting Reveal. You know, it's, it, they are the reason why we can do what we do. That's you know? so true. Yeah. And I always want to remind everybody that, that, you know, I really love everybody for that. It's so amazing to see uh, all the fans uh, want to make a picture with you, you know, talk yeah. to you. Uh, they're so. Uh, Excited. And it, I think so, it's so important though. It is, you know, if you don't show, you know, loyalty and, and, and love for the people that, that support you. No, I get sometimes messages and pictures. I get people who have tattooed my logo on their body for life. I mean, I'm covered in tattoos yeah. myself, but I would never personally put someone else's on my body. Mm. So when I see someone do that, that is another level of loyalty. You know, yeah. if you avoid that on some reason, you are you should not be an artist, you know? But like, as like, you need to be thankful for that. And I always try to, every day, I try to show them that on socials and stuff. Yeah, I think you do a great job. Thank that. you. Uh, how can people find you on, uh, on the internet? Social you can find media. Instagram, I am Case, Twitter, I am Case, Facebook, Case Official, I am Case.com. And uh, if you're ever in Sweden, you know, let me know, I'll take you out for a beer. Okay, I think that's uh, <laughs> now 200 people will like, text you. Like, Ouch. <laughs> we can do okay, a concert like then in Sweden. <laughs> and that would be cool. <laughs> Free drinks. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening. And uh, thank Case for, thank thank you for, for being here, me. for being the first uh, guest on the show. I, think I feel so special. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a special... Uh, I, th I think it's a great idea. It's going to be good, this, I think, uh, for you guys as well. You know. Yeah, it's the first episode, actually. Um, yeah. you know, if you, uh, I'm curious what the response will be. Um, and people can always send us feedback and uh, have ideas and uh, together we go all out Bam. okay signing off uh, thank you guys